Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist. I am the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business since 1994. So today's topic is going to be on how do you train if you don't want to get quote big. Now, yes, I kind of did this yesterday and hopefully it's been taken down because I heard there's some glitches in it and uh, I don't like glitches. So we took it down. So I'm redoing it today so everybody can hear this great knowledge because I think this is a really important podcast. It's an important thing to understand and know about. So this topic is how do we train if we don't want to get big? All right. But before we do that, I want to thank our sponsors, and I'm very grateful to now say that I have two. And I'm going to lead off with our first sponsor today, which is Jonathan and Lynn Gilden at the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 275 star reviews on Zillow and over 100 million in sales between the two. Let me tell you, they're grinders. Jonathan works out with me. He's always checking his messages and making sure he's doing his job. He knows that's very important. And you know what? You need an agent that cares about what they do. And they do. So if you need any help, please give them a shout at 386-451-2412 or at thegildengroup.com. All right. So how do we train if we don't want to get big? Well, first thing I have to do is qualify that. There's two things I want to cover on that first. Number one is... Our physiology that we're born with really dictates the type of size that we can gain, okay? And that's true for male and females. There are genetic reasons why people have the capacity to get more muscle mass than less muscle mass. And that's what we're talking about. I'm not talking about how do we just not get big, as in how do we not gain fat, Hopefully by now we all know that we eat less, right? I'm talking about muscle mass. Now on that note, there still has to be a surplus of calories to gain muscle mass. So if we're not eating enough, we're not going to get bigger at anything. So that's the first thing to keep in mind. If you're working out and gaining muscle, that means that you are eating a sufficient amount of calories to do that. So keep that in mind. All hypertrophy, which is cell enlargement, whether it be fat hypertrophy, which we don't want, or muscle hypertrophy, which we may or may not want, comes down to we have to have a surplus of calories to do that. Okay, So first and foremost, understand that you really have to have the genetics to, quote, get bigger. Now, sure, everybody can hypertrophy to a certain extent. But if you're not necessarily a mesomorph, which is the more muscular body type, the hypertrophy levels are going to be negligible. So not very much. We have three body types, ectomorph, mesomorph, and endomorphs. Endomorphs tend to have thicker frames and tend to store more body fat. So they might struggle a little bit more with obesity. Mesomorph typically have medium-sized frames and can gain more muscle and tend to stay on the leaner side. Ectomorphs are traditionally thin-boned and tend to be skinnier and you can think of in the realm of sports like marathon runners or something like that. 
So we really kind of have to be more of a mesomorph to gain size. But again, I get it. Everybody gets that fear to an extent. Well, let me, let me circle back. Not everybody does get that fear. Two people tend to get that fear, all right? Two groups of people. Number one, females. They tend to worry about that a little bit more. I'm not saying whether they should or not, but they tend to worry about that a little bit more. Um, rarely have I heard a male that's not an endurance athlete, that is the second grouping, say to me, you know, I just keep in mind, Rob, I don't want to get any bigger. Like, that, that just isn't said. It's actually the opposite. So uh, many times women will say, you know, I really don't want to get any bigger. I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to say whether that's good or bad. You know, it depends on the motives. The first thing I can say is, again, that's really genetically determined for the most part, but I get it. I mean, some women do have bodybuilder frames and can gain mass. Whether that's good for them or not, I can't answer. I only can say that the only way we can keep our metabolism up to 100% top par as we age is through muscle mass. There's no other ways to increase our muscle mass. We hear garbage like that all the time. Eat certain foods, um, uh, fasting, all these things will raise your metabolism. Certain kind of workouts, blah, blah, blah. None of that is true. The only thing that raises your metabolism is increased muscle mass, which increases your basal metabolic rate. Okay? So... You know, as we age, maybe we consider that and we don't get too phobic about it. But again, this isn't what this is about. And I'm going to teach you how to train that way. And a little teaser here, it's the polar opposite of what you've been told your entire training life. Second grouping is endurance athletes that rely on keeping a low body weight, whether they be runners, cyclists, triathletes, or whatever. Runners tend to worry about it more. Um, you know, they may want to keep their size to a minimum because... You know, weight does matter in that regard. If they gain five pounds, then they're going to be slower, whether it's really fat or muscle. And if you're at a super competitive elite level, that might matter. So I kind of get that. But they also understand, most true athletes, that it's very important to stay strong, so they want to work out. And so again, there is a way to do it to minimize hypertrophy. All right? So there we have it. There's the fears. Now let's talk about the training problem. You have had it wrong, most likely, your whole life of training. I don't know how long I've heard it said or read it on somebody's silly post or in a magazine or come out of the you know mouth of some trainer that's not qualified to be talking about what they're talking about. And they'll say something like, do high reps with light weight and you'll minimize muscle size. Well, guess what? Not only is that not true, it's actually the polar opposite because that can push you more into actually anaerobic metabolism than doing heavy weight with low reps, meaning that uh, more likely to gain muscle mass in that scenario. So that's totally, totally wrong. And let me give you the method to the madness as to why. As I stated earlier, hypertrophy is increase in size of each individual muscle fiber or fat fiber, depending on what we're talking about. That's what hypertrophy is. The muscle cell or the fat cell is actually individually getting bigger. Now, in the case of muscular hypertrophy, two types of muscular hypertrophy happen. Two types. We know that now in science. Okay. Sarcoplasmic hypertrophy, which means that the 
sarcoplasm within the muscle cell actually gets a little more dense because it increases in fluid because the sarcoplasm is more of a dense fluid substance so think of it like a muscle pump when you're working out and you feel like your biceps are really pumped up in your chest or whatever it is that's kind of what's going on in the muscle some people call that false hypertrophy like it's not really getting bigger but that's not true I mean it is getting bigger it's sarcoplasmic hypertrophy so that happens more again if we get deeper into anaerobic metabolism which lasts anywhere from say 30 to 90 seconds to fatigue well guess where we are when we're doing that time frame in the gym high reps with light weights right so yeah if you're doing super marginal weights where you're not lifting anything well then you're just kind of wasting your time but if you're doing load for load, like 15 reps, and the load is you hit muscular exhaustion at 15, you're actually training for size versus training to, quote, tone, which there is no such thing. Tone stands for a partially contracted muscle. So usually when people say they want to be toned, they don't mean that. What they mean is they want to be lean and have good muscular definition. Well. That happens through number one, having muscle. Number two, having a lower percentage of body fat. Doesn't happen with the style of training. I repeat, doesn't happen with the style of training. That is about diet, how toned you look. And now that you know that that's not really the right term, say how defined you look is more appropriate. Low percentage of body, body fat, muscularity equals defined okay so how do we do it then the polar opposite of what we've been told so there's another type of hypertrophy and that is called endoplasmic reticulum hypertrophy say it fast endoplasmic reticulum say it fast I'm not gonna I'll butcher it I did yesterday so kind of thank good goodness that I'm redoing this okay so what that means is that's mechanical hypertrophy of the muscle cell so that means that literally deep in the muscle cell a mechanical portion of the fibers actually got split broken down and has to be repaired so that's kind of like if you're thinking of it in the form of like temporary and permanent they're both kind of permanent but this is like really permanent you caused damage to the muscle cell okay the mechanical portion of the cell that has to be repaired that's where greater strength gains occur and that happens when we use pretty darn heavy loads like loads that we can do for less than five reps five or less reps that's where that happens and that typically happens in a time frame of under 15 seconds so guess what you haven't gotten into anaerobic metabolism yet in that amount of time so you're not producing lactate and all the growth hormone that goes with it so you're not going to necessarily gain muscle mass in that way you're just going to get stronger so what you've been told oh don't go heavy if you don't want to get big guess what polar opposite if you go heavy and keep the reps down you're actually going to get stronger without the size gains and i know that's backwards from what you've been heard what you've heard but you know hey don't shoot the messenger you know they're wrong we're right the right side of science is right I can, and this isn't new by the way i can remember going to see Stephen Fleck in Tampa like 25 years ago and it was a personal trainers conference and he is one of the gurus of the NSCA and he helped write some of the periodization manuals that we use here in the US so he's an icon and um, 
I was there with all these other personal trainers, and he was speaking, you know, and I don't mean to be degrading anybody, but again, a lot of people in my industry don't have degrees, and, you know, they, they get their certs online, or they get them, you know, over phone call. I mean, it's pretty lame how a lot of people can get their certifications. So, they're just simply not qualified, you know, they're not really leaders in the industry. And there was a lot of them there just trying to gain some points, and maybe some are just trying to gain knowledge, which is a good thing. And he was talking to them. He's like, you know, look, this is 25 years ago, he was telling everybody. He's like, you got it all wrong. You've been telling people forever, do high reps with low loads, and they're going to basically not get any bigger. You know, it's the polar opposite. You get a woman that comes in and says, I don't really want to gain any mass, any weight at all, even if it's muscle mass. You know, you don't fight them. You help them do what they want to do. You have to convince them to train heavier and keep the loads down. In other words, just keep the reps down. You don't, you know, don't get into that 15 seconds, you know. Now, here's the caveat to that. Naturally, well, I shouldn't say naturally because it's not always true, but, you know, common sense says that if you're getting heavier with loads, there's more potential for injury. So you do have to now even zero in more on your form. I preach form anyway. Like, I don't get why you would want to go heavy and then bounce weight off your chest. What do you think you're making stronger? You're not improving your bench press by doing that. I don't know why you would want to put a ton of weight on your shoulders and go deep into a depth of a squat fast and then yank it back up. I mean, that's silly. So your form should actually be even better as you get heavier. And that's saying a lot because I believe in good form all the time. Momentum should not be lifting the weights. Speed should not be lifting the weights. There should be appropriate pauses. There should be appropriate range of motion. Should be appropriate breathing without holding your breath. So as you get heavier, you do have to be more cognizant of your form. And I wouldn't, you know, I shouldn't say obviously because not everybody knows how to train. If you're doing five reps with a pretty heavy weight, you're not going to start there. You're going to start with lighter weight work your way up, kind of do, depending on how heavy the load is, I mean, the heavier the load is, then the more warm-up sets you will need to get there, and you don't want to overly exhaust yourself by doing too many sets and all that, but you don't want to just start there, so you will have to make sure that you prime the muscles, so to say, and the joints, and the range of motion, and your form by doing a warm-up set or two, and then you get into your heaviest loads. Now, this isn't about training different muscle groups and all that. That's not even part of this. But we should always be training the muscle groups that we most need, whatever that might be. And typically, the compound exercises, the main exercises, are best for everybody. So exercises don't have anything to do with definition and or bulk either. I mean, that's just not what it's about. Please, if you remember anything, remember that. Definition comes from having muscle and having a low percentage of body fat and a low percentage of body fat, 90% of that comes from a proper diet, okay? Not how you lift, all right? So remember that. Um, I really hope this sinks in. And again, don't fear the mass so much unless you really have a good reason to because remember, it's so genetic. And most people, even in the best of times, can gain like six pounds of muscle over six months. You know, so hypertrophy is kind of a slower process anyway. I'm not talking about drug-induced on that. I'm talking about natural through diet and exercise. So it's not like it's a huge amount anyway. Um, 
and I hate to break it to some people sometimes when they say, I don't know, I think I'm gaining a lot of muscle. What's happening is they're eating a lot more because they're working out and they're simply gaining weight. And, you know, never a comfortable moment to explain it to your client, but we see it sometimes, okay? And let me wrap up by saying steroids don't do anything for anybody that wasn't going to happen anyway. They just happen faster. I am not a proponent of steroids. I think for 99% of the people, they're ridiculous. It's it's dumb. It makes no sense. I could argue why people making million-dollar salaries that don't want to get cut from the team might do that. You know, I have no idea what I would do in that situation. I've never done them. I, I have not been in that situation. I have no idea. You know, um, so that's probably a different scenario. But a lot of people that just take them to get bigger, to get stronger, to look better at the beach. I mean, the health effects that could potentially happen down the road, it's absolutely ludicrous. All right? Hear me. Don't believe in them. At the same time, don't be looking at somebody really jacked and say, oh, it's steroids. No, you don't know that. Because all they do is accelerate the process. The person has to have the genetics to get bigger with or without drugs. Say, oh, he used to be super skinny and now he's big. He was taking roids. It's like, well, number one, maybe he really never was super skinny. You just never saw him with this shirt off. Um, you know, number two, maybe you saw him when he was 12. <laughs> I don't know. But the point is, that's not how it works. It simply accelerates the process. That's what they do. They accelerate the process. What they really, really do is help people recover. That's what both types of steroids do, whether it be um, anabolic steroids or corticosteroids, which all of us have taken for inflammation or asthma, asthmatics take it, you know, so there's two different types. That's what they both do. They help you recover. They're like major, major, major anti-inflammatories. And so then people that take them can train more. That's the bottom line. So it accelerates the process. All right. So we've got to get it out of our heads that how we train dictates all this kind of stuff because really, you know, if, if you want to be huge, you want to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger and you're not, you may want to cuss your parents out for not having the genetics and passing them on to you because that's the issue. But we all can be stronger and that is a fact. We should all be striving to be stronger. Strong is good, all right? And that definitely applies to my endurance athlete friends out there as well. Don't fear the bulk. Probably not going to happen. Now, let me take a time out and thank our second sponsor. I'm very grateful to pick up a new sponsor. They were happy with the podcast. And I think everybody listening knows that I like healthy food. They know that I like vegetarian food. And they know I love salads. All right? So please check out Istanbul Turkish Mediterranean Cuisine because they have all of that. Salads, vegetarian foods. They're local. They're in Ormond Beach if you live here in Volusia County. They're at 488 South Young Street, Ormond Beach, Florida, 32174. If you want to call them, because they do do takeout and delivery, 386-492-7100. And they can also be reached at IstanbulFlorida.com. So again, thanks a lot, Istanbul Turkish Mediterranean Cuisine. Appreciate it. Love salads. Love vegetarian food. Until next time, be max fit and be max well.